This episode of I'm Reviewing Here is unofficially sponsored by Jewish Matchmaking, the Netflix show, not like the practice of Jewish matchmaking. This is a new show on Netflix, and it is so good, and it has a Philly connection. The host of the show, Aliza Ben Shalom, is from the city of brotherly love. And I've met her, and she's awesome. And this show is so good. Look, you've heard me talk a few times about dating reality shows and how ridiculous they are. This is not like that at all. These people are legit. They're actually likable, and they're not, like, insecure little people, like, trying to, you know, just go on a dating show to get attention and get Instagram followers. Oh, no. Every one of these people is so good, and it's such a good show. And anyone who loves love, anyone who wants to have a good time, and wants to actually watch a dating show that is not trashy, check out this show. I cannot recommend it more. I'm reviewing here! Woo, what's up, world? Welcome to another episode of I'm Reviewing Here! I'm your host, Matthew Bussey. I am watching and reviewing Sight and Sound's top greatest movies of all time. They just unveiled the list last year in 2022. How in the friggity, friggity hell is it 2023 already? How in the friggity, friggity hell is it May already? How in the... I can't think of anything else. It's a big night in Philly right now. Uh, Taylor Swift is in the building. City, I mean. Yeah, that's the day I'm recording this. I did not go to the Taylor Swift concert. I really like going to concerts, but this is kind of shocking. I'm 32. I've only been to two real concerts in my life, which is nuts. They're just, they're expensive. That's all. They're just expensive. I have nothing against them. But, you know, like Taylor Swift, I have nothing against Taylor Swift. I feel like a lot of people hate her. But um, I don't know. I just wouldn't pay to see Taylor Swift. I would pay to see my girl Gaga, my girl Missy Elliott. Yeah, Gaga and The Killers, they're the two concerts I've been to, and they were both a blast. How is everybody doing tonight, though? So yeah, that's the thing. Like, I'm recording this at night right now, and it's, like, oddly quiet, but I keep hearing, like, cheering and, like, moaning, and I actually think it might be coming from the concert, which is nuts because I don't live anywhere near that building where it is. It's at the, the it's at the baseball stadium, Leochorus the Leochorus Center. Is that what it's called? I don't know. I don't get out enough. Wow. So yes, this, you know, I wanted to um, fake sponsor Jewish matchmaking the show because this is like a very date heavy, relationship heavy movie that I'm reviewing today. Uh, and I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, and I think this is a movie that is worth seeing. Um, I don't know if I loved it, but it definitely got me thinking a lot about my own dating life, my own personal life, and it, made, it reminded me of how unbelievably hard and difficult dating is. And Well, okay, before I get into it, here's a sneak peek at, what's it called? Oh, right, <laughs> the Green Ray. <laughs> Bah non, je pars avec personne. Enfin, pour l'instant, je pars avec personne. Bah, tu vas bien trouver quelqu'un quand même. Pourquoi tu ne pars pas toute seule Parce que ça ne me range pas. Mais c'est merveilleux de partir toute seule. Je trouve ça inhumain. Je te dis que c'est comme ça qu'on fait des rencontres. Bah, moi, j'ai rencontré personne. La Cherbourg Viens On va s'amuser, on va rencontrer des gens. <rire> tu veux qu'on aille à la mer demain Faire de la voile. Euh, de la voile, euh, je veux bien aller à la mer, mais je peux pas faire de la voile parce que j'ai mal au cœur en bateau. T'as mal au cœur en bateau Il est pas mal, hein Bonjour Bonjour Tu es vachement piloté, toi. Tu sais, c'est au moment où on s'y attend le moins qu'on rencontre toujours quelqu'un, hein 
Enfin, justement, je m'attends à rien, alors je voudrais bien voir si je peux rencontrer quelqu'un. Il te plaisait pas Non, mais il a l'air un petit peu... un petit peu dragueur, quand même, sur les bords. Ah ben, t'arrives là, tu vas rencontrer personne, hein Je suis pas une aventurière. Je rencontre des mecs qui me courent après pour boire un pot ou pour des conneries. Bon, pour coucher, peut-être, tout ça, eh ben... eh ben, je les refuse, tous. Eh ben, celui-là, il devrait te plaire, il est très beau. Il est un peu sale. Bon. Mais il est magnifique. Regarde. Tu regardes des mecs, toi Ça fait plaisir, tu regardes des mecs. Je suis toute seule en vacances. <rire> Ils ont trouvé un bon, le meilleur. Bah non, bah écoute, je sais pas, à Cherbourg, c'était un peu... C'était bien, hein, mais euh... bah, je suis rentrée, ouais, voilà. Je suis partie, je suis revenue, je suis repartie, et je suis revenue. Et je me sens un peu nulle, parce que... Maintenant, je me trouve comme une idiote à Paris, tu vois. Je suis un temps sinistre. Et je veux dire, si les gens vont pas vers moi, c'est que... C'est comme ça, c'est que... C'est que je vois rien et je peux croire à une chose, je peux croire aux, aux cartes à jouer, aux petites cartes à jouer qu'on trouve dans la rue. Enfin, moi, je trouve des cartes à jouer dans la rue. Tu te trouves souvent J'en trouve parfois, des moments. D'ailleurs, je m'y attends pas du tout et je marche et je trouve une carte. French. Yeah, this movie puts the fr in French. It is so friggin' French. This is a movie uh, that is best, it best belongs in the French New Wave category. What's the French New Wave, Matt? What is that? Well, let me tell you a little bit of history. No, I'm just kidding. The French New Wave, like uh, many film movements, is probably one of the most famous film movements ever. If you major in film in school, if you study film, they hammer the French New Wave down your throat. The French New Wave was really, really popular in the 50s and 60s uh, in France, of course. It's known as La Nouvelle Vague. And what's the what, what's it all about exactly? Well, French New Wave movies, they're basically about nothing. I mean, like, that's not a mean thing. It, it's French New Wave movies, they don't really have a clear, full-on beginning, middle, and end. It's kind of similar to, like, Italian neorealism and, you know, a lot of other film... Well, nah, not really. That's not really... It's not really right to compare it to all the other ones because they're all different in their own ways. But French New Wave movies, they're basically, like, the polar opposite of Hollywood. Like, Hollywood, if you go and pay a ticket and see a Hollywood movie, whether it be an action movie or a rom-com or whatever, you know, the, the story is very, very beginning, middle, and end. You know what I mean? Like, it, it has big stars in it. There's a big soundtrack. There's a big new song by Beyonce or J-Lo that plays at the end. Or there's a, I don't know, there's always like a hit song. That, and it's like meant to kind of get a huge audience. But, you know, the big thing, though, is the story. The story, again, not really a bad thing, but the stories are usually very derivative of just other big Hollywood movies. You know, they're, they're kind of like that. And French New Wave movies were such a hit when they came out because they were made by true film lovers, like real intellectual filmmakers. Now, again, I I have to keep saying this because I, you know, I get like worried that whatever I say is going to be misinterpreted because that's like story of my life. But not to say that filmmakers nowadays, like ones making big movies, are not um, intellectual. Of course not. But French New Wave directors, I mean, like Francois Truffaut, uh, Jean-Luc Godard, Claude Chabrol, oh, I can never say his last name, and then there's this director who did The Green Ray, uh, Eric Romel, who I'd actually never heard of, which is kind of shocking, but French New Wave movies, they capture everyday life. Uh, 
of these characters. You know, they're always set in France and they just capture everyday life. They're usually, they're usually romantic. There's usually some romance in it. They're usually pretty light. They're usually really heavy. They're usually, they're, they're a bunch of things. But I think the main thing is that, you know, they're not all, it's not all about spectacle in a way. It's really, I would say this, it's like a French New Wave movie when you watch it. It's like you're in that frame right behind the camera just observing these characters and everything that they're saying. What they say can be really engaging. What they say can be really boring. What they say can be really hurtful. It can be everything because that's life. That's how we all talk, you know? So French New Wave movies, that's that's what they're all about. They're capturing life. That's my really bad definition of La Nouvelle Vague. I hope you understand it, though. Yeah, it's kind of just like... Get these characters. Some of them are flawed. Some of them are, are great. But you know what? Let's just sit down and really look at what they're thinking and feeling. Now, The Green Ray is actually a very late French New Wave movie. So this movie came out in 1986. And, like, I didn't even know this. I was I was a little gobsmacked by this because um, French New Wave, I didn't know that they went on for that long. And I also, again, like I said, had never even heard of Eric Colmer. Uh, so I was a little surprised by that. The Green Ray, though, is like, it has every little, you know, piece of a French New Wave movie. This is a movie, like, I read the, let me just quickly read the IMDb uh, synopsis of this movie. It's July, and Delphine has nowhere to go for the summer. Okay, good, good uh, setup for a movie. She feels very bored and empty, but this won't last. Ooh. One day, she accidentally meets someone who seems to be totally made for her. Uh, okay. That's not really what this movie is about, in my opinion. You know, I found another review, too, that was like, get ready for one of the most romantic movies you will ever see. This movie is absolutely beautiful. It's got beautiful moments, but it's not like your big old typical rom-com. Oh, no, not at all. No, The Green Ray is is not at all like your typical romantic movie. I wouldn't even call it a romance. I really wouldn't. I think it's a strong character study. A very strong character study, a bit of a long character study, a bit of a redundant character study, uh, but nonetheless, it was it, it's beautifully filmed, and um, I liked it. I, I I did like it, but I don't think I loved it. And here's the thing, too. I mean, like, you know, I review a lot of these movies, and I I have to always think, okay, I kind of like that movie. Do I really think it is one of the greatest movies of all time? You know, I. Uh, no, I don't. I don't really think so. That's the hard thing, though. I mean, this is all but all film critics, all these different film critics and film programmers send them their list. So you can't really blame anyone. But I, for me, I I can't really understand what was so like four stars phenomenal about this film. But it did make a huge splash when it came out. Uh, it won a bunch of awards at the Venice uh, International Film Festival, a huge film festival. I actually believe it's the longest running film festival in like the whole world, which is positively crazy. I really want to go to Venice, but I heard that it really smells there and it's actually kind of overrated. Anyway, there's also a movie, there's a there's a, like a sci-fi movie where these sharks invade Venice. Yeah, that is so cool. It's like from the creators of Sharknado. Sharknado, wow, that friggin' movie throwback. Anyway... Yeah, The Green Ray, this is uh, directed by Romare. He also co-wrote the movie with the lead of the film, an actress named Marie Riviere. Oh, I had a French teacher named Madame Riviere. Wow, she was great. She was awesome. 
Marie Riviere was also kind of like a muse of uh, Romare. She worked with him a bunch of times. And this was one of her first real screen credits. Now, ironically, though, she, she wrote the script with him, but actually the majority of this movie is improvised. You can really see that when you're watching this movie. It's not like a like the blocking of the dialogue is not very specific, if you know what I mean. You know, every but this is a movie where everyone is talking at once. And I think that's really cool. I think when there's no, like, uh, you know, scripted dialogue in a movie and it's all, it's kind of like the actors were giving, given things to say and then they kind of just go, roll with it. That's really, really good. That takes a lot of skill. I used to act in high school and they would have us do that and I could never take it seriously because I would always just either A, start laughing or B, make an inappropriate joke. Yeah, story of my life. I did it every time. My high school was really weird. We used to do... Okay, anyway, inappropriate. Don't worry, The Green Ray is a very appropriate movie. Oh, well, there are some boobies in it because it's French and there are a lot of beach scenes. And, you know, in France, a lot of people, you know, like to take their tops off, which is totally good. I did make a note. I was like, The Green Ray does not get any more French. I mean, for real. It captures the culture of France like crazy. So what's this about? So this is really, like I said, it's a character study. It follows uh, Marie Revere's character. She is this young, uh, very pretty woman named Delphine. Delphine is a mess. M-E-S-S, -S, mess. I, don't, I wish I knew how to say that in French, but I don't. So uh, um, it is the summer. The summer has just started. D uh, Delphine just is getting through a really bad breakup. And all she wants to do is go and travel. It's the summer. It's France. It's beautiful. It's hot. It's Europe. You know, she wants to go somewhere. But she's incredibly picky. She's very, very obstinate with everything. Uh, you know, I think she was supposed to go with her, um, you know, her partner. And they broke up. So she's depressed about that. She was supposed to go with another friend. But her friend just ditched her to go with her new boyfriend. Uh, and then, you know, she has nothing to do. She has this other friend who invites her to this, like, gorgeous uh, place, like, in, in, like, the French countryside or something. And, you know, she goes, and there's a whole bunch of people there, and they're all eating outside, and it's gorgeous, but she just isn't happy, and she just, you know... Ugh. So why isn't she happy? Well, two things. She doesn't like being single. That's one thing. The other thing is... Well, she doesn't like being single because she feels really alone and depressed. Okay, that's under that's relatable. Everyone... A lot of people feel like that. She also, at the same time, doesn't want to really find someone. So it's kind of like, girl, Delphine, like, how are you going to figure that out? You know, that's like a, di that's like a dichotomy. Is, it, is that the right word? You know what I mean? You can't do that. You know, how are you going to be happy? Because if you, if you don't want to meet people, but then you also hate being single, what are you going to do? You know? And Delphine just basically has, like... No self-worth, honestly. No self-worth at all. And she's a mess. You see this throughout the whole movie. She cries a lot. She leaves her friend's, uh, you know, countryside vacation. She just can't do it. She goes back to Paris where she lives. Her family is very nice. And, you know, they keep telling her, okay, we're going to go to Ireland. We really want to go to Ireland and you're invited. And she's like, I can't. I, I just, no, I don't really want to go with you guys because you're my family and it doesn't count. I've been there. <laughs> that actually just happened to me this year. Uh, she tries to travel by herself. She goes to the Alps. 
And, you know, there's this really good shot in the movie where, you know, she's walking around and she's walking around like in the woods and it's like a gloomy, cloudy day. And then she's by herself and she just, you just, the pain on her face is just unbearable. She just breaks down by herself. And it's mainly because, again, she's just alone there. She's all alone, all alone, all alone. Everyone else there has someone except for her. So, you know, this happens throughout the whole movie. She just can't get happy. She can't catch a break. She goes to this one place. She goes to this really, uh, really big, packed, crowded, super European-looking beach. And she meets this Swedish woman, very nice uh, young woman named, um, oh, God, what's her name? Lena? Yeah, Lena is her name. Uh, And she's very sweet, very nice. And, um, you know, she's kind of like a bit more of a free spirit and they have a natural camaraderie and they're talking about, you know, dating and men. And I think Lena really wants her to, you know, come out of her comfort shell and, and just really, you know, go out and she's like a party animal. She's like, let's just go and meet some men and just have fun. And, you know, it gets awkward, but whatever, like, you know, I'm, I'll be with you and let's just go and do it. And, you know, there's this really cringeworthy scene where, you know, they go to this, uh, it's like a bar or something and it's outside and Lena, you know, picks up these two, uh, you know, people and these two men and they both are, I mean, like, eh, not to like judge by looks and behavior, but you know, they kind of seem like dudes that are just strictly there to meet women and have sex. You know, we've, we've all been there and we've also also see this all the time every time we go out they're like that they're not really like mean guys but you know they're just it's a little awkward but you know lena loves what she's doing and she you know is fully comfortable talking to these people delphine looks like she wants to jump off a bridge um she looks like she's fighting back tears she looks so uncomfortable the entire time and she just can't do it. She cannot do it. And she just gets up and leave. And one of the guys like runs after her, literally awkwardly runs up and is like, what's going on? Like, what is it? And, you know, she's just like, I, I, I can't do it. I can't do it. I just, I don't want to, I don't want to be with men. All right. I, I just, I can't do it. And she leaves again. Now, this is the thing with the Green Ray uh, that uh, I, I kind of didn't like. I think the main thing was... It gets a little old. You know, this isn't a super long movie, but it feels long because so much of it is just that. It's just Delphine getting really, really scared and running. And, you know, there there comes a point when it's just like, girl, like, you know, you just want to, like, shake her. You know, you do. You just want to shake her. And, like, I think that's the thing that is a little hard. It's a little hard to criticize this movie, though, because, A, like, it's it's a French New Wave movie. These movies are meant to be about that. You know, they're meant to just capture everyday people. Things, people don't just change overnight, you know? this If this were your usual Hollywood movie, Delphine would have this huge epiphany, you know, halfway through. Early on in the movie, she'd probably meet a cute guy and then the whole movie would be about their relationship, you know? But this isn't like that. This is a movie that is just very much about someone who is very, very lost and very, very confused. And is Delphine a likable character? Yes, of course. Is she a frustrating character? Yes, of course. So how does this movie end? So this movie ends a 
little bit on, like, the cliche side, but not exactly. So she is vacationing in, uh, B, uh, uh, oh god, how do you say it? Bia, Biarritz? Biarritz? It's a place, it's in, um, France, it's in southwest France. And she's, like, in the train station, um, and she meets this guy. Nice, good-looking guy. Um... He sees her reading a book. She, he, he's also reading a book. And, you know, they just strike up a conversation. They talk a lot. And Delphine does not run away. And Delphine misses her train. She actually gets the balls and says, you know what? I kind of like, I'll get the next train. Like, yeah, let's go hang out. Yay, Delphine. Awesome. Good. Progress. So she and the sky, they go. Uh, and they go to watch the sunset. Now, this is a big part. The movie's called The Green Ray. Who is the green? What is the green ray? Also, this guy's name is Jacques. Sorry, I forgot to say that. He's played by this, like, nobody. I don't even recognize this guy. Uh, Vincent Gautier? What else was he in? Oh, he was in a few other movies. Uh, yeah, he was in a few other movies. Is he still alive? I think he's still alive. Yeah, they meet. Um, okay, so why is this movie called The Green Ray? So this movie ends with Delphine and Jacques. They're sitting on this bench and they're watching the sunset. The green ray is this real phenomenon that happens when the sun sets, right at the very end when the sun sets, the very, very, very tip of the sun turns green for like a split second. And they explain in the movie that it's meant to be good luck. And where does this all come from? Well, there's actually a short story uh, that Jules Verne made called The Green Ray. And this is literally referenced in the movie, and it's kind of, sort of, a little bit what this movie is based on. Um, sorry, it wasn't a short story. It was a full book. It was a novel by Jules Verne. Jules Verne did, uh, you know, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Uh, under the Sea. Under the... 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Jeez, it's a, it is a bit of a mouthful. That's the one about, like, the shark attacks, isn't it? Yeah. Sharks, right? I forgot. I haven't read it. I can't read old books. I'm horrible at reading. But yeah, the green ray though, and I guess this is kind of like true in real life, but apparently if you see the green ray, if you watch the sunset and see the green ray, it's good luck because basically what it means is that all of your feelings are going to come out and you're going to be able to understand your true self and everything you're feeling and you're going to feel good. And not just your true self, but all these other people around you, like you're kind of going to understand how they're feeling too. So it's kind of like it has like magic powers in a way, you know? Uh, and when this movie ends, they see it. Jacques and Delphine see the green ray. And it's really pretty and nice. It actually was not a green ray, though, when they filmed it. Uh, Romare could not actually capture the green ray on camera, so he had to add some a little special effect to it. Look really real, though. I, I, I believed it. They watch it. Uh, they see the green ray. Delphine yells, Wee! And then the movie ends. Just like that. A lot of French New Wave movies end out of nowhere. So I wasn't surprised that it was going to end that way. But no, they don't kiss. They don't really embrace at all. You know, he puts his arm around her and it's sweet. But no, there's it's an ambiguous ending. What do you think is going to happen? I think that Delphine... I don't think I'm alone with this. I think Delphine is finally going to go, Okay, I'm going to take a chance with you. You know, I'm going to take a chance with this guy. I'm not afraid anymore. I'm not depressed anymore. I'm not insecure anymore. You know, I, I think I'm going to do it. 
I think that's the main purpose. And I think, you know, the main reason Romare doesn't include a real ending in this film is because, yeah, that would have been too predictable, which I respect. I do respect a lot of what, you know, the dialogue in this movie is very, very true to heart. You know, there's a line where Delphine says, I never make any determined steps to find someone. And then Lena, you know, very politely says, il faut faire quelque chose, which basically means you have to do something. And that's so true with anyone who struggles with dating like me. Like, that's what you have to do. You just have to do it. You just got to take that leap and do it. Do it. Just do it. If you break your heart, I mean, I'm sorry, if you get your heart broken, it sucks, but it's going to happen. If you get rejected, it's going to happen. But you know what? You just got to get back on it, you know? Il faut faire quelques shows. I want all of you listening here to, to I don't know, just, you know, listen to that. Yeah, take that to heart. Yeah. I mean, like, there's a lot in this. I related a lot to Delphine. Um, it's a nice movie. You know, it's it's uh, it's a movie though where it does it does kind of test your patience a little bit. I mean, there's a long sequence in the movie where they're having she's having dinner with her friend and all of her friends' friends, and all Delphine talks about is, excuse me, how important it is to go vegetarian, and it's like a ten minute long, fifteen minute long scene of just blah 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 blah. Yeah. It's just that. And it's like, what was the point of that, you know? So I think, like, do I recommend this movie? Yes, I do. I do. Um, it, it's not my favorite French New Wave movie. I think the main reason is just because it doesn't really... It just gets very, very, very repetitive, you know? It does. It's, it's an hour and 39 minutes of a very, very frustrating character. Can you make it through it? Yeah, you might be able to. But I think by the end, it's like, well, ugh, was that really worth it? Yes, in a way. In a way. I loved, you know, the symbolism in it, too. There, You know, like there's the big, you know, symbolism at the end is when Delphine and Jacques are walking to the bench in town. And you kind of feel like, you know, there's there's fireworks between them. They walk by a store. And what is what is the store called? It's called Le Rayon Vert, which translates as the Green Ray. Oh, symbolism, metaphor, allegory. No, I'm just kidding. It's not an allegory. That makes no sense. Yeah, I mean, like, there's that. And there's all these other little um, scenes in the movie. Like, Delphine walks around a lot. And she keeps finding playing cards on the middle of the street. Like, she finds one, and it's a queen of spades. And I forget what she says. I, I didn't take a note. But I think she basically says, like... It's bad luck. It doesn't really mean anything. You know, it's just her being her same old pessimistic self. So it's it, it's a good movie overall. It's got, you know, a good heart. It's, you know, got great performances. You know, Riviere is, is fantastic in it. It's a very good summer movie. Like, it makes me want to hop on a plane and go right to France. Except I would probably act exactly like Delphine and just get drunk and go to my room and be like, nobody loves me. But, um... That's probably going to happen to me. Guys, I'm going to Israel and, and Paris this summer alone. And so excited. But you know what? Maybe this kind of all happens for a reason. Because you know what? I'm going to watch this. I, now that I've seen this movie, I'm going to go on a plane. I'm going to go to these two excellent countries. And you know what? I'm going to honestly go, you know what? Don't be like Delphine. It's okay to be like Delphine. But you know what? 
challenge yourself and go ahead and show yourself to people who you think are cute and ask for their number in French. And then when you go to, and also go to a nude beach because that would be really imagine meeting your someone on a nude beach. I would totally kill to do that. Apologies if you hear that too. My dog is drinking water right now. What is the moral of the Green Ray? Oh man. Well, I've, I've said it a lot already. I think the main moral is yeah, be yourself. Life is hard. Life is painful. Trying to fall in love is painful. But just get confident, all right? Do it. Take that leap. Take that leap. You know, my therapist told me the other day, he said, invite the excited nerves in, you know, meaning like when you get yourself in awkward social situations, either romantically or just platonically, invite all the nerves in, you know, embrace it. Don't run away like Delphine. Embrace them. If your stomach, if you feel like you're about to crap your pants, well, I'm sorry, but you know what? It will be worth it. I promise you. The Green Ray is available to stream on, uh, how did I watch this movie? Oh, the Criterion Channel. I think it is on YouTube, but I never recommend YouTube, uh, so don't do that. No, it's actually not on YouTube. I'm sorry, I'm thinking of the next episode's movie. Yeah, the Criterion Channel. Check it out. A lot of awesome movies. I'm very curious if, if there are other uh, Eric Romer movies on Satan Sounds list, and I'm sure I'm going to enjoy them. Do I recommend this movie? Yes, I do. I do. Not one of my favorites. Is it one of the greatest movies ever? No, of course not. But it's also really, I'm very curious now to actually watch a sunset and see if I'll see a green ray. Maybe that will work. It's magic on me. I'm actually really scared of watching the sunset. I don't like looking into the sun. I have this big fear about going blind from the sun. Yeah, I'm, I'm very paranoid about that. But um, it can like happen, can it? Wow. I have a roof now in my new place, so I should totally do that. Oh, I should have done that tonight. Shit. Damn it. Well, I'll just do it tomorrow. Guys, this was a fun episode. Uh, this was a very meaningful episode, too, for myself. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in. To I'm reviewing here. New episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Uh, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Tell your friends. You can follow me on Instagram at I'm reviewing here. You can also follow my personal page at Mabusi. Why are you? I'm not being dirty. It's my last name, Bussy, B U S S Y. Shut up with the jokes. All right. I get it. Okay. That is my personal uh, Instagram if you want to follow me. I haven't been posting a whole ton, just a lot of vegan recipes, which is kind of annoying and obnoxious, I know. But, you know, I have a lot in store. I, for once, am actually really feeling relaxed in my life, and I love doing this. And I have a lot of big, like, recognizable, classic Hollywood movies on this list that I have not seen in a while, and I'm so excited and pumped to watch. So definitely tune in. I will see you next time. Have a good rest of the day. And I'm not going to repeat myself. I was going to say, oh, full fair, Coco shoes, but that's really annoying. Okay, bye-bye.